I'm back, baby. Welcome to another Probably Bad podcast brought to you by our patrons, especially Scribbles and Carlo. Have a probably bad day. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Base all of your world building on medieval marginalia, complete with penises growing from trees and all animals having the faces of sad humans. Like, so firstly, we're both slightly ill today, so... I'm sorry, I guess. We'll try not to be. Secondly... so one of the main factions in this world is rabbits that ride around on giant snails, right? Yeah, obviously. Like you just you just ride around. Like you need to replace all mounts with snails. Mm-hmm. Just because you know that's what snails are. Everyone is born looking like a weird little old man. Yeah, it's it's kind of horrifying to think about, really, because you get the you get the the like. Middle-aged man babies. Mm. Not so much in marginalia, but that might just be because they're too small to really make out. And then normal-looking children and and normal-looking adults, or at least normal for a time before perspective in art. Yeah. Um, don't this at me, bef- art history students. This was before they invented uh, looking-like things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was before they invented... Just the idea that you go from looking middle-aged to looking like a normal child to looking middle-aged again, but bigger. All people in the past were Yo-Yo Benjamin Buttons. Benjamin. Like, the age categories are just middle-aged, young adult, middle-aged, young adult over and over in a, in a loop. Just at varying sizes. Yeah. Like, oh, imagine the day your wife gives birth to a baby and he looks like a tiny shrunken version of the man next door. <laughs> I like it in, like, babies just look like miniature versions of their parents. I've but exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, the rabbit. Have you not seen the end of Treasure Planet? Uh, no, actually. I have failed to see any media of any kind in my entire life. I love that we wrote Pirates of the Red Spot and you did not watch Treasure Planet at any point during that. I I, I too was born as a middle-aged uh, dungeon master holding a copy of the player's handbook. And that's the only experience I've had with all of human society. Now, I know that's not true, because you said your first RPG was a Call of Cthulhu expansion. <laughs> Actually, the fact I only know the world through the lens of Call of Cthulhu explains a lot. <laughs> moving on to rabbits. Yeah, rabbits. Because, <laughs> like, rabbits are just, they're just people, um, as we know from Marginalia. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, they're just humanoid people who ride animals and have swords. So, like... I'm guessing they're taking, like, the place of the fantasy species? Two playable races in this game. Mm. Humans and rabbits. 
replay exactly bobbies. the same apart from baby rabbits look like baby rabbits and baby humans look like small humans mm. i guess also yeah i'm going through medieval marginalia uh everyone poops all the time which might be a bit uh annoying to put into your game but unfortunately that's the case mm-hmm. everything uh, has the face of a sad bearded man yeah like instead of atoms at like the base level the universe's sad bearded man faces it's just if you put them together just right they turn into nuns just like in real life don't at me, nun scientists. Uh, the nunologists will get you. But yeah, like, they were like, you have a periodic table and it's Frank, Steve, Ted, and these are all the different bearded little men, you could, sad bearded men you could have. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's what? also. There's a, there's a third playable race, which is the highly religious dogs. Yeah, because dogs are also just people. Yeah, and I also just remembered the one that's like a dog in a little pope hat. Mm. I think like blessing some geese. Yeah, the pope is famously a dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's dog saints. It was inevitable that there'd be a dog pope eventually. Uh, so the Catholic Church are dogs. <laughs> um, that's going to be taken out of context by someone. <laughs> but this... I mean, it's only specifically the Catholic Church because that's the one that was dominant at the time and place that we're talking about when we talk about medieval marginalia. Yeah, um, this this podcast... Whatever religious organisation is in charge of the world is run by dogs. Yeah, this podcast has come out staunchly in favour of Martin Luther's rebellion of the 1400s. Um... Not enough precepts. Um, but yeah, dogs are religious. Mm-hmm. Rabbits seem to just be like little raiders. Yeah, rabbits are like the fighting class. Yeah, they're like they're like orcs, but yeah. adorable. Because they're all knights as well, so it's not that all fighters are rabbits. It's no, the... that would be silly. But all rabbits are fighters. Yeah, all it's like squares have... and rectangles. All rabbits have a little knife. Sometimes they attach it to a big stick and joust. Mm. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, I'm going to assume from the fact that penises grow on trees Mm -hmm. uh, that everyone is like AFAB and men appear when they take a penis off the penis tree and just stick it on. Since I feel like we need to come up with some something for this world beyond. It contains some odd things. I mean, like is what... that not what all plots boil down to? Oh yeah, but like, what is what is this setting <laughs> that contains you know people blowing trumpets with their butts? Earth. Um, like, yeah, who would be the antagonistic force here? I think it's snails because you get a lot of things of either the rabbits are fighting snails sometimes while riding other snails, or yeah, like I've... fighting snails. Yeah, like, I, th- I guess just comes from monks having gardens. Yeah, I'm guessing what it is is uh, so you've got this this weird kingdom, mm-hmm. 
at which and the snails have invaded. Yes. Uh, as they are wont to do. And the humans, the dogs, and the rabbits have to team up to deal with the snail invasion. Uh, and some of the rabbits have sided with the snails. Like, so are these snails as fast as normal snails? Like, are they as fast? In order to have jousts, they ha- they must be like reasonably fast. Unless it's just really slow motion jousts. <laughs> it would it would remove some of the excitement, but I'm willing to see it as a possibility. Yeah, maybe it's like. So you've got wild snails, and then you've got, like, artificially bred snails to be faster. What and if then... the humans bred these snails... No, the rabbits bred these snails as mounts, because it's mm. the rabbits that ride them. And they became extremely fast and strong. But some of them got loose and, and rebelled now... against the rabbits. Now they're going to steal our penises from the penis tree. Yes! Which the... Which the nuns must harvest before the snails come. Yeah, which is a problem, because as mentioned, no one naturally has a penis. They have to grow them off the trees. We've come up with a set. We've come up... Well, this, this is why the snails want them, because in nature, me- most snails are hermaphroditic. Mm. But the, these artificially bred racing snails, the jousting snails, are they only have... They only have vaginas, so they need the the penises that the nuns grow in order to breed. But you don't want them to breed because you want to wipe out. I'd like to like we've created a world where the like scarce resource that wars are fought over is dick. Whoever, I mean, we've reviewed worst systems. Whoever owns the dick trees owns the world. The jizz must flow. Uh, I think we're going to have to put a warning on this one that it's just, it's less safe for work than usual. Yeah, sorry, but like, that that's what it was like in medieval times. Yeah. Dick trees everywhere. Everything was You weren't there. Prove prove us wrong. I was. And yeah, it was exactly like medieval marginalia. Um, Okay, so we've got like a plot. We've got a setting. Mm -hmm. Which I assume is just Europe. It's it's medieval Europe, but weirder. Um, and we, we've and got now... NPCs, because we've got the dog Pope blessing the geese, who are presumably helpful NPCs. Yeah. Because they just want to eat the snails. Um, now we just need characters. Like... So you can play as a knight? Yeah, I a think... A nun? A rabbit? Or some sort of dog priest? Yeah, like you could... So clerics are dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I am. This is going to be taken very out of context. <laughs> clerics are dogs, and the Pope's a hound. Um, next next session is going to be probably bad RPG ideas or medieval war cries. Um, yes. So, like, I assume you'd have to have one person from each. Uh, from like, you'd have a repentant rabbit who's like, "Sorry, we made the snails fast. Mm-hmm. the The snail jousting was really boring beforehand." Um, we've got. Uh, I assume the 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 dog clergy. That's that's just, the healer. Yeah, they've sent a guy. Um, 
the nuns, I think, are gonna be like the monk class because nuns can roundhouse kick people. That makes sense because I, I'm struggling to think of marginalia that definitely shows a monk as opposed to just a guy yeah. with a hood because hoods were quite common for a large part of. Yeah, medieval like at history. that point, you know, most people were monks, so like. Mm-hmm. It was everyone was either a monk, a knight, or a baby, uh, and those were the three genders in that society. It was and the babies just looked like tiny swaddled monks. Yeah, like you know, it was surprisingly progressive in that your gender was either knight, monk, or nun. And like, do we see ever see like a monarch in medieval marginalia? I've seen, I've seen a few. Hmm, because, yeah, like, the monarch seems fairly distant and is probably a baby. I mean, yeah, the monarchs I've seen are normally either drinking or fucking. Hmm, yeah, which is why no one's dealing with the snail problem. Yeah, so the the monarchs exist, but they're unhelpful. At, at most, they're, like, send you off on the quest. Yeah, I feel you're probably working for the dog pope. How dare you? <laughs> You're all working for the dog pope. So, so yeah, so the, the dog pope sends you out, uh, your weird little group, to deal with the cha- with the feral jousting snails. Before they steal all the nuns' penises. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've got a we've got a game going. Yeah, Let's yeah, play. yeah. Um, someone also should maybe play a goose. Like I reckon the goose are like helpful NPC sidekicks. Yeah, I was seeing the goose as the geese as like you know when when you get like a little entourage mm. as famous adventurers. Like the geese are here to help carry things. This was before the Great Geese Rebellion of the eighteen hundreds, which turned them into the violent rebellious anarchists they are today who still resent humanity. Mm-hmm. They they were not treated well. No. Hopefully, one day we can deal the historical wounds with geese. <laughs> but until then, let's ask some questions. <laughs> Last time on Tales of Mortera. Awesome. 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 We can't like tread upon <laughs> our brain with you. I thought she was going to try and, and surf on the horse. Get, get dead? Yeah. Uh, you want to kill me? I'm a wizard. I've always got plans. Tales of Morterra, an actual play podcast. Available wherever you're listening to this right now. I like, let's ask some questions. Oh, yeah. We're going to uh, find gonna... the dog Pope and hold him accountable for his crimes. Um, until someone sends in the location of the dog Pope, uh, our first question is anonymous. How would you make Rasputin in D&D? Like, I reckon you could just find him and have him play. I'm pretty sure he's still alive somewhere. Liz, are we going for mythological Rasputin or historical Rasputin? Because I feel those are two very different characters. Like, I think we should go with the Anastasia route, where, like, everything else is mundane, but Rasputin is, like, a legitimate evil sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And it's like I know I just feel Rasputin sort of should be a sorcerer, even if sorcerers aren't a thing in the setting. I mean that that is the mythological Rasputin, isn't it? Is like, yeah, 
sex magic sorcerer. Although I guess the alternative is that, like, in a world where everyone's magic, Rasputin is the only guy who's not magic. Like, Rasputin... He's the one person in the high fantasy setting with any actual medical knowledge. Yeah. Rasputin is like, he always has the inverse amount of magic in whatever setting he lives in. So if you have a setting with just the right, like, moderate amount of magic, you can Mm. end up with... Just Rasputin, who's just a guy. Yeah. Normal normal Rasputin, um, Russia's uh, mid-tier love machine. Well, you know, love is a strong word. Let's see how it goes. Russia's awkward crush machine. <laughs> yeah, I think Russia should... Os- I feel like the way to do this is the Pathfinder approach. Where Rasputin exists and also Russia exists. Wait, Russia uh, exists in Pathfinder? Yeah, uh, they, they'd put Rasputin in by your characters just straight up go to Russia. Like, not, not like fantasy Russia. They just they just go to Russia. Um, I need to play Pathfinder. It's been a while. Yeah, um, it is through a dimensional portal, but still. Yeah, I think just, just have Russia be in your setting. It doesn't matter how, like... It's surrounded by like elf kingdoms and dwarven forts, but it's it's just Russia. Do you know I like the idea of of actually making it historical Rasputin, mm. and having this guy who's like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a sexy wizard who can heal your son, um, in a world where sexy wizards who can heal your son are provably real. Yeah, that you're like, no, I I have a wizard already. Like, I could just go into wizard's pages and find a wizard. Ras- Plus the yellow pages, the white pages, and the wizard pages. Yeah. What colour is wizard? Purple. I will not elaborate. That, that feels right. It's the most magical colour. Mm. But yes, Rasputin is just... He's just a weird little guy. Like Rasputin trying desperately to learn magic because magic became real and now no one believes that he's magical just because he has a huge dick. But my question is, Mm. would Rasputin be a monk or a cleric? Because these are very distinct things in D&D. And much less so in real life. I somehow feel like rogue or bard. Like, his thing is, he is... I mean, Bard feels a little bit obvious. Because, mm. like, thing is, beyond fucking, which is more of a stereotype than a necessary part of a Bard character. Yeah. I don't I don't think he is particularly Bardy. But I can, I can see Rogue for kind of convincing you, wheedling his yeah. way in, and then presumably stealing a bunch of shit from the Tsar. Yeah, I did think you were going to say, uh, which is more of a stereotype than an actual part of being Rasputin. Um, which, I guess, not inaccurate. But yeah, I mean, like... How, how much Rasputin actually fucked is highly debatable. But I, I, is... I, let's not get into early 20th century Russian history. There's someone out there who's an expert in precisely how much Rasputin fucked. Anyway, moving on from the fucking... Like, I think Rasputin would have to be, like... Yeah, I feel like if we're not making Rasputin a wizard, 
uh, because you know he's he's not a wizard. He's just pretending to be a wizard. I think Rasputin. Yeah, I think Rogue would be the best one. Yeah, I can see that with a rogue, but who has um, I've forgotten the word. I play so much D and D. Um, magic, magic item, proficiency. Ah, in relig- in religion, and fucking. <laughs> Don't think that's a stat. And I, I mean, I've read the book of erotic fantasy. Um, it can be if you want it to be. <laughs> it could be a stat in three point five. Knowledge boning down. What gets <laughs> <laughs> this episode? <laughs> We've had episode 100, and now we're just doing horny. Uh, this, sadly, we didn't do anything special for episode 69, so consider this an honorary one. <laughs> but yeah, if he has proficiency in religion, then he can still do the whole, ah, yes, God has granted me healing powers, which I, I feel is important if you're going down the historical Rasputin route. I think historical Rasputin, I think historical Rasputin and magical Rasputin should both exist in the same setting? I really thought you were going to say should bone. Uh, they're probably going to do that. Uh, like, so you have, like, you have a historical Russian setting, and Rasputin is there, and he's, you know, he's a he's a mystic with the, oh, you know, we don't know if magic is real. Uh, but there is also a full on sorceress Rasputin, and they're both called Rasputin, and no one's. They're brothers. No, I like to think they're completely unrelated. And the reason Rasputin got this reputation of of like being a powerful sorcerer is there was another powerful sorcerer who was also called Rasputin in the Tsar's court, and people got the two mixed up. And because he's a rogue, he just went with it. Yeah, you know. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's actually my actual historical theory for what happened. There are two Rasputin. There were two Rasputins. One of whom was like a mystic with healing knowledge. One of whom was a powerful sorcerer, and they both looked kind of similar and were called Rasputin. So people mixed them up. Makes sense. Uh, a second question, which is less Rasputin related, is from. Or is it? Fair point. Sharkrad o eight two 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 two. Got any hunted individual tactic ideas? Is tactic a mechanic, or are we just being asked, how should I uh, hunt things? So tactic is a mechanic. In a hunted vigil, because you don't have magical powers, obviously, because you're, you know, you're just guys with knives, uh, tactics are special, like, combat maneuvers you can use to get advantages. They're basically the replacement of magical powers, except they're not magical powers, you're just planning things. So your, your special ability in hunter the vigil is foresight. Yeah, like your special it. your special ability is that you're like smart rather than you're able to shoot spiders from your eyes. Yeah, I think that would certainly be a spell. Can Rasputin yeah. do that? Rasputin can do that. Ironically enough, the historical Rasputin can do that, but the sorcerer one can't. Just I think ever, does it come up in the Tsar's diaries? <laughs> it's just you know everyone knew it. There's no point bringing it up. <laughs> You know, it was just, yeah, obviously Rasputin can shoot spiders from his eyes. That's fair. It's like explaining what a horse is. Uh, who can also shoot spiders from their eyes? Um, <laughs> we should answer this actual question. Yeah. Um, 
I, th- I think you should take the lead on this one because I've not played Hunter the Vigil. Yeah, so I think in terms, so you've got like, so there's a lot of combative tactic ideas, obviously. There's a lot of like surveillance tactic ideas. There's a few like capturing tactic ideas where the thing is, you know, you, you capture a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, tactic ideas that are missing. There's not runaway crying tactic ideas, which I think there should be. Uh, you know, you go out, you're vampire hunting, you go into the room, you're like, holy shit, there's a fucking vampire. I don't want to get my blood sucked out. And then you run away crying. Uh, I mean, evasion is important. Yeah, I mean, there are evasion. There's a few evasion ones. There isn't, uh, I give up on my hunting, go home, cry, um, beg the is, vampire not to eat me. Is that not just extreme evasion? I guess. I mean, yeah, extreme evasion is that you go run into the D&D setting instead, which still has monsters, but they tend to be nicer. Um, I think there should be one where you go up against, like, a beast, and what you do is you go and you go online and you start discourse about whether the beast line is problematic in the hope of getting your GM to cancel them and replace them with a different monster. Uh, beasts are the ones which feed on human fear and it's all very weird because the game tries to portray them as in the right and there's a lot of discussions as to how much it succeeds on this Uh, so if you just start as you know to be honest given it's the world of darkness just go online start a flame war about whatever monster is you're fighting there'll be someone with a really strong angry opinion on it okay I love the idea that you can have something removed from the world yeah. by just complaining about it loudly enough. Like, yeah, the, gods, it... the gods of this setting work on not quite democracy. The gods work on mob rule. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the gods, of which there are several dozen, are all, like, you know, very, uh, very fixated on their social media profile. And if you can go, yeah, vampires are problematic, then they will remove vampires. So yeah, that's another tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you um, just just put a spider on them. Uh, hopefully, they're scared of spiders. That you shoot. That you shoot from your eyes, or no, they're shooting spiders from their eyes. What you're doing is bringing spiders with in a jar and just just gently putting it on them. Okay, so it's it's kind of like a no you. Yeah, you catch the spider, like, you put you... it on the monster. Yeah, you're putting the spiders back in their eyes. Um, and they don't like that for some reason. That was one of the most horrific sentences I've said. Um, yeah. Like, you just have a big bag of metal. And we know that vampires are weak to silver. No, werewolves are weak to silver. And you just I mean, throw some metal... Some of vampires are weak to silver. Yeah, sadly these ones aren't. Okay. But, but you just throw different bits of metal off them and, like, you know, maybe someone's weak to tin, you know. That would be unfortunate. You know, like if so, logically, if if werewolves are weak to silver, then every other supernatural creature must be weak to at least one like other metal. Because that's just uh, vampires are weak to, you know, a couple of different things that are associated with cleanliness and health. Yeah, I'm going with they're weak to brass because that's the like antiseptic Mm. doorknobs. Yeah. Alternately, you just hold the vampire down and bathe them, and that destroys them. I mean, I guess 
that's that's a kind of running water. Yeah, that's another tactic. You give the monster a bath. Um, and if they're like metaphorically associated with like dirtiness, then this is good. It just dissolves like a bath bomb. Yeah, and if not, you've at least made things like probably very awkward. Oh yeah, that's one. Uh tell the vampire tell the monster that you love it. Uh, and that you've always loved it. Uh, and you'll hopefully make things sufficiently socially awkward that the monster will, like, leave. I feel like if you use that one, you should have to roll, like... It's d it's a d10 call, isn't it? So you should have to it roll, is. like, three d10s, and if you get ones on all of them, the vampire is actually in love with you, and is like, yeah, the... oh, oh, I never thought you would feel the same! On a dramatic failure, you do have to go meet the vampire's parents. It's just, it's Sire and a corpse. There's a sitcom idea here, some. But yeah, like, you, yeah. Um, yeah, on a critical failure, you do accidentally end up dating the vampire. Um, I guess on a critical success, like, you also end up... You end up intentionally dating the vampire. <laughs> yeah, on a critical success, you also end up dating the vampire. Uh, but, like, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, it turns out the vampire is a surprisingly generous lover. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like how this is just me rambling ideas for how to deal with vampires. Uh, just just get them. Like, you know, there's a vampire. Yeah, you, you just get them. Like, I roll to get them. They've been got now. The way everyone's like mess, messing around with all these complex ambushes and traps, you, I, just, I just get them. Roll to make there not be a vampire anymore. <laughs> like, you know, that's the easiest solution. Like, oh, there's a vampire. I rolled five successes. No, there isn't. Like a point to end the episode before you accidentally just retcon us out of existence. Uh, sadly, if you are playing Fun Vigil, I did just remove vampires from your setting. I'm sorry. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon. I'm going after the werewolves next. Um, yes, we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash probablybadrpgideas, um, where you can get access to a Discord server, bonus episodes, and homebrew, including the one that will be up, but by the time this episode goes up, which is the Creature NATO for when Sharknado's just aren't enough. Um, if you have a question, you can message probablybadrpgideas on Tumblr. Uh, you can at us. I think it's still called atting, right? On Blue Sky. I have absolutely no idea. Um, you can in some way contact us. I assume. Yeah, we because we are we are there as bad probably, or you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail dot com. Did we say what the Patreon was? We did. Yes. Cool. Like I said, we're both a bit ill, so it's a bit. So apologies if this was incoherent or had a long rambling thing about Rasputin for unclear reasons. But for now, you should do what we're pro- what we're about to do, and, and remember, remember to, to have, have a probably bad, bad day. day.